there seems to be a great deal of confusion, understanding what's happening, what's playing out among the many commentators on CNN, MSNBC, and across the cable news landscape. They don't know how to interpret the results of the New Hampshire and Iowa caucuses. They can't figure out the contradictions, the high turnout in New Hampshire, the low turnout in Iowa. Specifically, they can't understand the divide in the Republican Party between its two halves, the larger dominant MAGA half and the smaller minority mainstream Republican half. About 45% of Republicans voted for Nikki Haley. They don't want Donald Trump to be the MAGA nominee. But what most commentators don't get is they think the threat that America faces, and specifically them and their children, is from the left, not from the fascist right. This is one of the great mirages in American politics. At the most, there are 10 loony left members in Hakeem Jeffries' caucus. The far left has no real power in America. The places where it does assert influence, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, have become disasters. And the law and order disaster in those cities has become fodder for Trump's great propaganda machine playing out on Fox News. This dynamic has always been true in America. As the old quote goes, when fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying the cross. And at the core, those elements are very much present in Donald Trump's MAGA movement. All fascist movements come to power and to fruition through a coalition of conservatives and fascists. The conservatives, without exception, as the coalition forms, believe they can manage the fascists, that they can control the rubes in their midst. John Kennedy talked about this. He warned the foolish men who sought power by trying to ride the back of the tiger, only to wind up inside. There are perfect examples of this type of cynicism. Elise Stefanik, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, some of the most highly educated people in the country who have succumbed totally to their ambitions for power and have thus discarded every principle they held to pay lip service to a man they know to be a fascist, a man for a long time they thought they could control, but cannot. And today, as is always the case, the conservatives who thought that they would be the proud horsemen of a movement that they rode to power on the back of the fascists wind up under its jackboot. Always. The first thing fascists do when they come to power 
is devour the conservatives in the coalition that helped bring it to power. There's an interesting phenomenon about politics, about elections. We're introduced to the concept as children in school where there are class president elections and the rules are very simple, aren't they? The person who gets the most votes wins the election. American politics has always been simple to understand. The political parties are trying to build majorities. Therefore, they want more, not less people to vote for them. They want to build a big tent that can accommodate differences of opinion where there's room for dissent. How do you square that functional reality with what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. Let's look at it. Uh, this is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, we are completely eradicating from the party. So it's up to Nikki Haley uh, what she does. She wants to purify the party and thus to shrink it. Membership in MAGA is on MAGA's terms. The requirements are strict yet simple. Obedience to the leader. That's it. There is no room for dissent. And it stands to reason, if that is the ethos of a political party, how will they approach issues of dissent freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom of conscience, should they take political power again. What does it mean to eradicate? What is the nature of that word? Has it been used in history before and applied to people? It has. And it has triggered some of the darkest moments in all of human history, the Nazi genocide, the atrocities in Serbia and Bosnia, Rwanda. Look at these images, because these are the pictures of eradication. This is not a word that we find normally in American politics. And words matter, because the word eradicate is usually applied to vermin to infestations of termites or rats. And what do you do to an infestation? You eradicate it. Now, can that word be connected to the infestation of immigrants that the MAGA movement talks about all the time? That tries to make subhuman, that attempts to strip their humanity away? Eradicate is a dehumanizing word, and purposely so. And we should beware that word in an era where the leader, who must never be disputed to remain unpunished in the party, is talking about locking up political foes. Retribution against all of those who opposed him.
the use of the powers of the state to enforce his ideology on all of us. A political party that doesn't care about growing is either dying or committed to a different type of project entirely. The MAGA party is big enough to take power in America if the ball bounces right. The other half of its coalition is apathy, a growling, angry, cynical, and apathetic culture that infects our politics is all that smaller party needs. Their conviction, plus the indifference of a majority in the country, gives power to people who have no intention of ever giving it back. And those people believe in a dogma of followership. They believe in a dogma of control. And they are utterly radical and deeply detached from the high ideals and ideas of the United States of America. Liberty is not their motivation. Freedom is not their calling. Control and power are very different things. They intend to exercise it from self-interest. They intend to exercise it from the prism of self-interest. They intend to take as much as they can because none of them are on your side. And in the end, when you hear the words eradicate, when you hear your fellow countrymen talked about like enemies, remember this, no patriot can love their country while hating half of the people in it. Fascists are no patriots. And all true American patriots despise fascism because fascism is like a cancer, a cancer that assaults freedom and the dignity of the human being, which is why words like eradicate should never be used by an American member of Congress who's talking about political dissent in a free nation.